episode six of NBD. If you haven't seen the other episodes, you can see episode four and five on any podcast player of your choice (laughs) and YouTube and uh, episodes one through three are on YouTube. Today, I'm really excited. Um, I'm here with Maddie, my best friend. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about our friendship and just maintaining a really tight friendship. And our main kind of idea here is that you should treat your platonic relationships the same way you treat your romantic relationships if you want to create like a solid bond and obviously it's not really possible to do that with all your friends um i guess this is more for like best friends um which not everyone like prioritizes and that's okay you don't need to have best friends if you have a partner and you have a lot of times when you have a partner it's hard to even have a best friend and if you just want like uh more casual friends that's fine but a lot of people have asked us about our friendship and I guess we just wanted to talk about what we do what works for us what doesn't and what we've learned yeah absolutely especially over seven yeah it'll this year it'll almost be eight years in August oh my god so I guess we'll start there we met freshman year of high school and we just graduated college um so I guess I'll you can explain how we became friends Okay, yeah, so we went to the same high school together, um, Y-Pass, which was a performing arts thing. We were both acting majors, and at first I feel like neither of us really expected us to become super close I would, friends. I would say that too, but I would clarify that at first was like a couple weeks. It was, yeah, and so within a few weeks, um, I think it was, we started hanging out a little bit here and there, and then... Um, in October, we ended up going to was it a Saint X? You don't need to. Say I don't. That. I won't specify. We went to a football game together, and we had a sleepover afterwards. And it was basically just like we immediately connected after that. Yeah, and- it was like the the football game that we were gonna go to was rained out, yep. and but we were fourteen years old. We had <laughs> nothing else to do with our lives, so we still wanted to hang out. And we ended up going to her house. Yeah. And we just had one of those, like, classic sleepover talks. But we basically kind of um, just, like, divulged everything and our our whole life story to each other. So we were basically all caught up. And, you know, when you're 14, there's trauma, but... You know, you can you can do it in a night. Right. You you can yeah. And so we just yeah, basically spilled everything to one another, which I hadn't really done with any of my friends before. Me either. And also we like like from that moment it was clear we were best friends. Absolutely. Like I wouldn't be afraid to be like, You're my best friend, like right away. Right. And then yeah, so we spent all of high school together and then I originally went to a different college. And then I ended up going to the same college as Maddie. Not necessarily because Maddie was going here. It just kind of worked out. Yeah. Um, But, and now we've been living together for the last two years. So, um, yeah. Best friends. Best friends. Um, So I guess, I think it's interesting because we also, I'm just going to kind of explain some of the dynamics of our friendship. We also, even in high school, had a lot of other friends mm-hmm. we were like I'd say our like first year of friendship it was mostly just us and then we would like insert ourselves into other friend groups as a pair like right. if, if someone was inviting me they were inviting Maddie yeah. and vice versa um but after pretty much after freshman year we had different friend groups which I feel like a lot of people might not expect um and that's also part of the balance is balancing um other friends in a best friendship absolutely yeah it's like the same thing as being in a relationship your partner's friends shouldn't be your only friends you should be able to separate yourself but also keep an identity as like two people in a relationship exactly yeah and that's 
another reason why I think we've been able to stay best friends and when I say best friends I'm not just I'm not using that term lightly yeah like I and people have said this about us like I genuinely see Maddie as family yeah and like I've never had another friendship like that but I think one of the reasons we were able to continue being best friends for so long is because we did have other friends absolutely and I think if we had tried to keep up what we did in the earlier years of like spending every single moment together I'm sure we would have um well I don't know I don't, I, I don't think so but <laughs> no but it is it's so important to allow your friendships to evolve and change and not keep the same expectations or else you're just gonna end up being like disappointed by them exactly um, yeah. and we'll talk in a second about how our friendship has evolved because it has changed in a lot of different ways oh yeah and it's remained just as tight which I can't say the same about my other best friendships and not to say that they weren't like good or they aren't good but ours you know I think there's something people say about relationships where like long relationships don't last because the two people don't change it's because every time they change they all those the people that they become happen to also love each other Mm -hmm. and if the two people change and they don't love each other it's nothing bad about their relationship before it's just that they changed and they grew but we've really changed and grown and still maintain that friendship but anyways we'll talk about the evolution in a second I guess the a big part of this is conflict resolution oh my god because I think that's a huge part yeah um so first of all we have very like I think the best conflict resolution I have in any of my relationships yeah um and it started right from the beginning (laughs) because we both suffered from like mean girls and Mm. stuff in middle school I'm sure any girl like knows what I'm talking about just like being left out and I felt very at the time very Mm. scarred from friendships where we got into an argument or we stopped being friends because they were mad at me for something and I didn't know about it right and I remember when as soon as we became friends I told you like if you were ever mad at me about something just tell me and we can talk about it and figure it out like we established from the very beginning that we weren't gonna hold grudges against each other or um I guess uh lie to each other about how we were feeling right yeah everything had to be communicated to one another um yeah which has been one of the best parts of our relationship and also one of the hardest parts because when there is conflict we do come at it like head on um which can hurt sometimes but it's typically it's always been something as long as we faced it head on it could be resolved rather than like letting it boil over and creating resentment I feel like we've never really I've never felt like resentment towards you in our relationship and the only times I have they've been short periods of time and they've all been times when I've been like I'm not talking to her I'm not telling her I'm just keeping it in right so I'd say in the beginning again this also lends itself to the fact that we were young but in the beginning I would say our fights or arguments looked more like bickering and we would um honestly like we would we would bicker a lot (laughs) but it was always we would make up within the hour oh absolutely yeah we would never leave the argument without compromising or agreeing on something or forgiving one another yeah that was never can you think of our any of our like earliest earliest like I'd say like first two years arguments or fights um one of the main things I can think of right off the bat would be like me developing romantic feelings towards one of our friends in our first ever friend groups and me and that person not telling you and the other members of our group about those feelings and so yeah I feel like a lot of the things I oh my god people are gonna think that (laughs) I um like am in love with you and that's why I was mad we are in love with you well of course (laughs) um but 
No, I just didn't want, I wanted, I had this idea in my head, because we were in a friend group, it was two female presenting and two male presenting, and everyone would always say things about, like, us dating, and I thought it was so special. I was like, no, we're just, like, platonic best friends, it's not like that, and I felt like it was ruined by them, like, developing feelings, and I also just thought that that meant that there was now... As our other friend put it, a time bomb strapped onto our friendship. That's why I was upset about it. But anyways, um, I feel like a lot of the reasons I would be angry about you, angry at you mm-hmm. early on, was had to do with, like, lying. I'm yeah. not, like, calling you a liar. No, no, no. But, and, like, and a lot, but the thing is about it, so I hate being lied to. Anyone hates being lied to. That's yeah. one of the main things. I would say never lie. Right. Um, But... Also, the reason she would lie to me is because she knew that I would be really angry and probably explode. And obviously, she's going to be scared to tell me something that she knows is going to make me mad. Right. So, I guess that would be a a tip. (laughs) Would be, um, like, you need when... Well, I mean, I guess if you're going to set that boundary where you guys tell each other when you're angry yeah you have to come to terms with that yourself like um and and you have to respond to situations in a way that your partner or friend isn't afraid to approach you with things right and you also have to come to like come to terms with the fact that like it is inevitable to not make this person angry like no one's perfect they don't your friends don't expect you to be perfect um and holding off on telling someone something that you think might upset them or hurt them is only going to make it worse at the end of the day, even though that feels safer in the moment. Like, yeah, that's one of the biggest things I realized. Like, I just need to bite the bullet and, like, tell this person because it's only going to be more painful. And something that my mom told me, I think, when I was really young is that every argument you have makes you stronger. Mm. And I think that's why, because we bickered a lot, I'd say, like, the first year, two years. Yeah. But then we stopped for a long time, and I think it's because we knew everything that annoyed each other about the other person. Yes. We knew how to handle things. And I guess there's also times, I do think it's important to tell people when you're upset, Mm. Um, but it's also, you got to figure out what things you can let go. Yes. And I think when you're angry at someone, like, you should reflect first, like, why am I angry? Because sometimes it could have to do with you and not even the other person. Absolutely. And sometimes I feel like I get angry with Maddie and it's in the moment and I react with, like, anger. And then I go on my own and I realize um, why I it was kind of uncalled for for me to be angry and then it's all cool and I think because we've been friends for so long Maddie also knows that and she knows like if I'm making like a short comment it's kind of like with a sibling it's like okay like she's obvious she's acting (laughs) and it works when one person is kind of calm and the other person is having this experience it it's not going to work if you guys are both angry and that it, that happens sometimes. So it's nice when, like, one of us is level-headed and we can kind of be like, okay, they're just mad about this. I'm just going to let them be for a yes. second. And I'm not – the biggest thing, I'm not going to take that personally. Absolutely. Yeah, because I feel like with any relationship, um, vulnerability is a huge part of it. And so, all like, understanding that, like, this person is – shown you the deepest parts of themselves um and you understand things that can like upset them or trigger them or just like the stresses that they may they like might be dealing with outside of you uh always reacting with love and empathy and understanding that like even though this person might be upset in the moment they truly care about you and you care about them and like the main goal is just to be able to take care of one another which I feel like a lot of people don't enter arguments or disagreements thinking about but I feel like that's one of the biggest things that have that's helped in our relationship just knowing like 
oh, this is, I've seen a pattern now. Like when this happens, you get stressed out and you get, you might end up getting mad at me, but I just need to let you breathe for a little bit. I feel like it's really important when entering any type of relationship, whether it's romantic or platonic, you have to understand that not everything is about you. Yes. And I feel like that's kind of a thing. I I will say it comes with maturity. So oh, yeah. I wanted to talk to you about this earlier, but I, I read this thing that said that all children are born narcissists. And mm. so basically what that means is that anything that happens is all about them. So like that's oh. just like the idea like, oh, my dad is angry. It's, I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. Like that's what that means. And so – and obviously, that's maybe why we had problems with our friendships when we were younger is, like, we just think it's all about... But you, but right. anyway, so you have to understand that the way someone rea- is reacting might is probably not about you, but you need to think about it and um, address if it is about you, like, what can right. I do to fix it? Absolutely. And I, I mean, there's just that... I guess it's, like, thinking before you speak. I think we're both pretty good... Maybe not right away, but at some point of, like, being like, oh, my God, like, there's tension between us. Let me think real quick about why I'm angry or why she's angry or what I did possibly. But never, never. We have a rule where it's, like, if you don't tell me that there's something wrong, there's I'm not going to think there's something wrong. Then there's wrong. nothing wrong. Yeah, absolutely. And with that, I also think that – even though I feel like we're really good at not um, brushing things off or, like, leaving an argument um, unsolved, I've also learned through our relationship that, like, sometimes the best thing to do in the heat of the moment is to walk away. Exactly. And and I think in the beginning, uh, I really... I, I felt really uncomfortable with that. I yeah. hated that. I wanted to solve everything right then and there. Um, and I think once, if your relationship is secure, and I think once I got more mature and also once our relationship was even more right. secure, like, that's really easy to do. It's okay. It's easy to step away from an argument when you know that that person is going to be there no matter what. Yes. I think for a long time I was just afraid, like, like deep down uh, subconsciously just like if we don't address this right now like I'm gonna sit with anxiety thinking our friendship is over and that's a a big key thing and that's something I want to identify too is I think there are toxic people in friendships when if one argument could mean the end of your friendship yeah that either you want to like sit down and talk to that person and like figure that out because it obviously has to do with some deep-seated things that they have to deal with and if they're able to deal with that with you then of course you can work on that but it's just not going to work if you have to fear for your friendship anytime there's a disagreement because there should be disagreements yeah and you're like you said you're never going to agree on everything I think I remember one time or this would happen multiple times (laughs) because I didn't want to we didn't both of us didn't want to leave any argument unsolved yeah there was a time when we got so angry with each other that we were just both sitting waiting for the other person to say something that we fell asleep and took like a four-hour nap and then I think by the time we woke up we were like maybe we should just talk (laughs) and we would do that a lot because we didn't we did not want to be separated and we would just like we would sit in silence if we had to yes just hours in Sydney's bedroom of us just ignoring one another that is so but funny. also paying acute attention to what anyone else what the other person was doing absolutely that's another thing is if there is tension or whatever and you guys maybe mutually decide to walk away mm. you can wait until you're ready to address it but i would address it when you're ready yeah it shouldn't be one person always um approaching the resolution right because that can make the other person feel like you don't care and it's it's kind of an ego thing you have to let go of ego if you want a solid friendship absolutely yeah and understand that 
just because it's a friendship and not someone that you're romantically seeing doesn't mean that that makes it easy yeah yeah and um another thing well I guess let's continue about conflicts okay um how how they changed so I think at first it was a lot of bickering and just silly things and then there was some I guess like lying and then it did it did become hard when we were in different friend groups yeah because not only were we in different friend groups but we are both really busy on our own schedules so it's really hard to see each other and I think a lot of our arguments or fights turned into us really just missing each other yes that's what I was gonna say it stemmed from a place of loving and wanting to be around the other person and that not being a possibility um and but it was difficult at the time in high school just because like cliques were such a big thing where it was like it didn't look like there was a resolution for a while yeah yeah because yeah it's like you don't even have time to have the resolution right and then I think now that we're older um well we don't really have Honestly, we don't even really have fights or arguments about this, but we do live together. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. added a whole other level of struggle. Yes. But it it came at a good time because like I said, we like know each other and know what annoys each other. And um you can check out the last episode for some more on like roommates and stuff. But I I do think a lot of times I will be like I don't even want to say angry with you. Maybe, like, annoyed or frustrated mm-hmm. for something, like, around the house. Oh, yeah. And normally, it's just a matter of either eventually I just, like, tell you, like, hey, can you please not do this? Right. Or um, I, on my time alone, because we don't see each other all the time. Yeah. I'm like, well, this and this and this. I, and I can, like, justify it and understand why she's doing it and it's not really but that I would definitely say that's more of a roommate thing and less of a best friend thing yeah I feel like our when we're in conflict now it's a lot more um situational than it is like based on our relationship where like something just happened to one of us earlier in the day and we're stressed out now and like the other person's like wants to like kiki yes and then yeah or like we have we just have very different um ways of living i'm comfortable in disorganization and like a little bit of uh, more than a little bit of like clutter (laughs) um but sydney is the exact opposite and so one thing that i have had to learn is just how to manage that but also understand that when i can't do that just because it's not something that's like programmed into me like to give you the grace to be upset about it because it's something that you really care about right exactly exactly yeah um and so one thing that I and just whenever you have a thought like this just shout it out yes um one reason I think our friendship works really well is that we are not just like each other I do see like best friends that are like oh my god we're just like each other and I'm sure their friendships work I'm not like hating on their friendships but we're very different like I said we had different friend groups in high school we like to do different things and then I mean we have a lot of things in common so it's like a Venn diagram and I guess that's just any two people but But I would say sorry guys my foot's asleep um (laughs) um I would say just um that really helps us and I think, I mean, again, this is something when you're younger, but I feel like I see tons of adults who are like this too. Jealousy. Mm. It's really hard if there, there's jealousy. If you feel like you're competing with your best friend, that's not helping either of you. No, absolutely not. Yeah, I feel like <sighs> something that's also really helped is that we're we also just – have extremely different perceptions of the world around us and like we're just like wired totally differently and I think that not only is that nice to have like someone who isn't exactly like you but it also is like a really great 
growth point to come from where it's like oh my god like not everyone perceives the world like I do or yeah and so it's just like I don't even know where I'm going with no I definitely agree that it's been such a great gift of our friendship they always say you grow a lot in relationships Mm -hmm. and I understand that and I think I am more wise because of our friendship yes and you you learn so much by understanding someone else's point of view And that's one thing about us being different that I think causes conflict Mm -hmm. is, and I think this had to do with a lot of our arguments in the beginning, is I'm a very direct, blunt person, and you can be more (laughs) passive. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say, like, the passivity and anyone, it's, like, my biggest pet peeve, and it annoys me. And I used to get really mad about, like, little things, little comments, and I would be like, just, like, tell me straight. And then also, I'm really direct and sometimes that can I'm sure I mean I've been told everything like it's it can come off as rude or mean or like lacking empathy and um I guess do you have any uh thoughts on how we've dealt with that yeah absolutely I would say at the very beginning of our relationship one of the one of the other biggest conflicts we had was me being like quote-unquote fake um just because, and like, I'm not disagreeing to a certain extent, but I was also raised by like a mom who's a total people pleaser. Like, I'm supposed to be nice to everyone, even if I don't like them. Um, everyone should be my friend. And so, like, we would get into arguments a lot of the time where we wouldn't, we would both dislike a person, but when I was interacting with them, I would treat them like a friend or something. And that just didn't make sense to you, which is completely understandable. But I remember hearing for the first few times like that I'm fake and just not being able to like process or understand that. Yeah, and I think that also comes with our young age at the time. Yeah. Because I also would not use the word fake to describe the behavior that you're talking about. Right. Um. Now. Yeah. But, yeah, I, and I, and I, uh, I, I just am, I've always like, and, but I think in our friendship, you've learned a lot of how to say what you mean because of acceptance like we've like created an accepting environment yes and when there isn't an accepting environment of course you're not going to say what you mean right to protect yourself absolutely and I think that even though at the time when we first were addressing the like way I would treat people or act around people that we didn't necessarily like I couldn't understand it but I I feel like your intentions were always good and that you wanted me to be someone who was able to make boundaries for myself or just like um, be there for myself and not feel the need to like bend over backwards for other people. And so I think that's been a really big growth point for me with being friends with you where I've I still haven't fully let go of it, but I'm learning. I'm continuing to learn to let go of the need to make everyone happy or to make everyone feel like I want to be their friend if I don't want to do that well I'm glad you see it that way and I agree that I had good intentions yeah but I will say that that is another problem and something I think you should um think about in Mm -hmm. your relationships friendship or otherwise um I think that came from a big need for control Mm -hmm. and I'm a very controlling person so it makes sense and I I do feel like that was unnecessary like I was trying to control the person you were coming I was kind of like trying to control your your growing up and your maturity and that's not my place at all right and I think it it was like like I wanted it's not your job to make your friend a better person yeah you you probably will if you guys have a nice friendship and if you're honest with them about things they do that yeah. aren't helpful and you show them your perspective but it's really not your job to make your friend a better person on that note i wanted to pop in to say the bob dylan quote of the episode um it's from the same song as last episode all i really want to do and the line is i ain't looking to block you up shock or knock or lock you up analyze you categorize you finalize you or advertise you all I really want to do is baby be friends with you 
And another line from that same song that is also very relevant is, and I ain't looking for you to feel like me, see like me, or be like me. All I really want to do is, baby, be friends with you. And honestly, I just feel like this whole song kind of talks about what it means to be a good friend. So if you want a little bit of a manual, go check out All I Really Want to Do by Bob Dylan. There's also a version by The Birds, which I also like. Um, Yeah, anyways, back to the episode. Also, and I feel like this was a big thing with our fights in high school, and I see tons of, like, memes or posts about it where I feel like a lot of people do this. You, it was a really hard lesson for me to learn. Mm, I think I know where this is going. You cannot control your friend's relationship. Yep, (laughs) yep. Obviously, if they're in an abusive relationship, you should do everything you can to help them. But you can't force them to break up with them. You can't, like, tell them how... Like, you can give advice. and But at the end of the day, like... Especially... And I want to put abusive relationships aside for a second here. Mm-hmm. Just a bad relationship. The guy sucks. Yeah. You know? I'm sure there's, like, um, microcosms of... <laughs> I don't... I don't know the definition of that word, (laughs) but I'm sure there's like little things that kind of allude to abuse, but I'm not talking about like, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, when you are attracted and you've experienced this too, you know it, I'm talking to you, Yes. you know, not because she already knows that I've, yeah. yeah. (laughs) When you're in a relationship with someone like that, you can't see everything and you are so attached to that person that you need that time to see and for yourself yeah. what the matter is and to accept the breakup. Because if you break up with them or your friend breaks up with their partner based because you're, like, forcing them to, they're going to get back together yep. because they didn't make that decision. Like, it sucks, especially when you see your friend in, like, a terrible relationship. Yeah. But you can't – and you can't – so you can't control it and more – or not more importantly, but also you can't offer judgment on the behalf of your friends. Yes, I was just going to say, I think one of the biggest um, indicators that Sydney was going to be like a long time, like a lifelong best friend of mine would be um, the last time I broke up with one of my high school boyfriends, um, my closest group of friends that I was with at the time completely shunned me and ignored me when I got back together with him because they were upset with me and I don't blame them for that now but like if anyone should have been the most hurt or upset by it it should have been Sydney because she had been with me the entire time I was with that person and like kind of like hearing about everything and he did me dirty too he did her dirty too yeah he was bad news um and I called Sydney like the day it happened and talked to you just about how like my friend group has completely shut me out and she totally just like had so much compassion and empathy and forgiveness for me when she should have been the most hurt out of all of them. And I think that's another big thing is forgiveness. Yeah. And um if you love your friend and you want them to stay in your life, you're going to have to forgive them because, like Maddie said earlier, they're going to make mistakes. Oh, yeah. And I think it is always probably when I am the most angry or the most upset. Like, I'm at my t- strongest point where I'm, like, I kind of just, like, decompress and I'm just, like, for I forgive them immediately. Yeah. And... It, it can be really hard, and it sucks. And I think the important thing about forgiveness is that you have to make sure that your friend handles the forgiveness with humility. Mm. And so I'm just saying so you're not – it's not a people-pleasing. Like, oh, if I'm not saying, like, if your friend does you dirty in any way, you should always forgive them. Right, there has to be accountability. There has to be accountability, and I, I'm i a big proponent <laughs> of long conversations oh. and figuring it out. But something for me, and this is why I feel like our friendship hasn't... We've never had, like, 
breaks or times when we weren't friends. No. It's 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 been straight through. Like I said, we fixed our arguments quickly or we just always knew we were going to be friends again. But um how did I start that sentence? Um oh man. Uh we were talking about accountability and stuff like that. Um Oh yeah. My most important thing is as long as I know that my friend loves me in the same way that I love them, I am willing to work on anything. Yes. And it it takes a lot of strength, but um it's it's what pays the bills. <laughs> yeah, no, serious something I was thinking about earlier today when I was just thinking about how we were going to record this was like I think one of the most beautiful and magical aspects of platonic soulmates is that no matter like unlike romantic relationships this might not be for all people not everyone might relate to this but like there's no need for physical intimacy to prove or to validate how special your relationship is and like I feel like a lot of people don't really experience or feel that um in general but it's such a like powerful thing just knowing that this person is always here for me and I don't need anything physical to or tangible to show me that I think it's also powerful in the way that when you're really secure in a friendship like we are Mm -hmm. you don't need that loyalty uh, loyalty is the wrong word the exclusivity that you need to feel special in a romantic relationship I know there's poly amorous relationships too but like normally in a relate in a monogamous relationship like obviously you're not going to feel loved if your partner has is cheating on you or is like has another partner right like one thing that that's really special about friendships but also makes them really hard in a best friendship is that I have other friends I have other friends and you have other friends right I have other friends and you have other friends that we call our best friend. Yeah. And it's not, even though I think those people know and we know that at the end of the day, we're, we're best the best friends. Yeah, come on. <laughs> but you know what I mean and you know how special those people are and you validate those relationships and they validate, and none of our friends who we call our best friends or who call us their best friend yeah. feel offended. No. by the fact that we have this because they understand it's just such a pure bond absolutely so it doesn't need the exclusivity and then it also doesn't need the time and space that romantic relationships yeah we've lived in different cities mm-hmm. and known we were still best friends we've gone weeks without hanging out and known we were best friends weeks without even like texting or maybe i'd say normally there's always at least like an ig post yeah or a tiktok sent right maybe not facetiming like weeks without facetiming and stuff but we've always known yeah and i think that's one of the best parts about best friendship that also like we've joked about this before like wishing that more people had what we had where like I can be dating someone who I think is, like, super awesome and we end up breaking up. Like, no matter what's happening in my romantic life, that I get to, like, go home and talk to, like, the best person in my life who I know I'm not going to lose. And, like, I feel like that would just be so beneficial for more people. I feel very lucky. I I also do. And I... We, we've thought about it a lot separately and we've talked about it where we're like, oh my God, how do I have this amazing friendship? Even in high school, in our early days, I was like, this is just the best friendship ever. Yeah. And other people have told us yes. that we, ha- even in high school when we had only been friends a couple of years, people would like come up to me and ask me like, do you guys ever have fights? And I'm like, yeah, all the time. Yeah, people were mystified by our relationship in high school. And people thought we were dating. Yep. And um, I think anyone who sees this is going to be like, wow, they want to be with each other so (laughs) So bad. bad. (laughs) Um, But I think the thing is, I think, like, I I, I don't think we probably, I don't think we'd be compatible romantically. No. But I do think maybe if we met each other later in life, 
we might have tried that. Yeah. But I think because we've known each other so long, even though we both like women, that, like, we are like sisters. Absolutely. So it, it, would, it doesn't make sense anyway. Yes. But um, this is coming at a good good time or a bad time, this conversation, because we've went to high school together and then we went to college together and lived together and we're about to move apart. Yeah. And our relationship is going to change in ways that we've never experienced. Yeah. And that's going to be really hard, but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. And again, it's just we know deep down we we do call each other platonic soulmates yeah because we just call each other soulmates to be honest because right that's so ugly to put there. yeah we don't need that extra but we don't need to yeah i guess what the the physical affection the um exclusivity all that it comes down to just the fact that we don't feel like we need to prove or validate our love for each other because we just know for a fact that it's there right yeah there's no like amount of distance or time spent apart that could possibly make me like reconsider how close we are which is pretty cool if you ask me and so I kind of want to talk about some things we do together as best friends and things that uh people can do so first of all we're very we're both very contemplative people and reflective Mm -hmm. people so first of all we have conversations like this all the time yeah where we just hype ourselves our friendship <laughs> up but also where we talk about some bad things but also just um reflections on the world yeah we talk about um like nuanced topics like um i mean social justice is- social justice issues yeah um the way like the role of an artist like i'm just like right or like the way other people like just we talk we analyze things together and i think that's a really powerful thing that we do together absolutely um so other lighter things as we've gotten older um we've been doing this thing for the past like couple of weeks where we hang on saturday nights (laughs) we always hang out and we kind of will like get dinner or make a craft or make a meal together or go on a walk or and like we we drink we go out and have fun and I think that's really fun oh yeah I think doing art together is something we really like which we used to do all the time we used to paint together and that works because we're both artists yes if you don't like art like hiking we we also do we that also, together. yeah what, or like what are, little crafts yes I know I'm trying to think now yeah I think it's important porch sitting porch sitting yeah I think it's important to consider what the what both of you enjoy even if it's not like the same thing like Sydney can cook I am not so much a cook um but we find ways to balance that out where like I'll help her prepare a meal together um or we'll go to a grocery store together um and we both have like a deep love for food and so we've been going to different restaurants and trying different foods that we've never had before and I think that's just something like we it feels like after a certain amount of time you know everything there is to know about one another um but oh I was gonna grab (laughs) um I'm just gonna let it happen it's fine but finding and discovering new things with someone that you've known for so long is such a cool experience it is and and that's the other thing we used to do in high school all the time and we've done it recently too we used to go on just long walks we'd walk down a street for like a mile walk back it could be in the city there could be businesses we might check them out it could be in a cemetery a park anywhere and we just have the best conversations yeah and i think that's one of the other reasons we I don't think we're both like this apart but maybe it's because we've been hanging out with each other for so long Mm -hmm. but one thing that I think is really powerful whenever we hang out powerful is probably the wrong word but like it works really well is that whenever we're together we can just go with the flow yeah because we know we're going to be on the same page if we're doing multiple things We're on the same page if we decide, like, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't feel like doing that. Oh, let's do that instead. Like, we are very adaptable when we're together, and it just makes it so much fun. 
And the reason why we have so much fun doing those things, and I guess maybe is, – is that we don't need to be doing anything to be having fun. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say the biggest thing with, like, hanging out with you is that there doesn't need to be an activity or a plan um, or something to kind of buffer between us. Like, we do things when we hang out, but we're hanging out to be with one another. Like Not to do the thing. Exactly. And even when we – end up hanging out when we have nothing to do we always have a really good time just because we love being with each other and another nice thing that I feel like is harder as you get into adult relationships because it's harder to have best friends is and they always say like the people that you can sit in silence with are the people you're closest to and the really nice thing about whenever I hang out with Maddie is I don't feel an obligation to to think of things to say to be any sort of way to be like happy or 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 keep the conversation going or be funny like we can just not talk if we want yeah and it's just as nice we can like sit and do our own thing and just each other's company is nice yeah and one more thing I wanted to talk about before we um I want to talk about our favorite memories together oh my gosh um is and this obviously comes with time spent in a relationship, mm-hmm. but we're really good at sensing each other's emotions. And yeah. through the time we've spent together, we learn how to handle each other at those emotions. And I think obviously that comes with just knowing your friend and making observations and, and taking initiative to be responsible in your relationship. Yes. But also, it's especially now that we're adults, like you might need to tell your friend like when I'm sad I don't even want to be talked to right when I'm sad this or that but I feel like you're really good at understanding when I'm stressed out Mm -hmm. and either like doing whatever you can to help me with whatever I'm trying to do to not be stressed out or being like okay I'm gonna leave you right yeah yeah that has been a really big thing because I think early on I could sometimes push you further or stress you out even more just because I'm the kind of person who wants to like I'm like hands-on I want to like do whatever and that can sometimes overwhelm people um and so I'm really and that would also hurt me for a long time where I was like oh my god nothing I can do is gonna like help this or I'm making things worse and so I'm glad that it's been good for you, too, because I think one of the best things for me has been learning, like, okay, this is not about me. Like, I need to step away and give you some time. And not even, like, in an angry or upset. It's, like, completely neutral where I'm just, like, this person needs space and that is okay. And I think you understand that with me, too, especially living with me now. That's what I was going to say. I need to be in my room, like, by myself a lot recharging my social battery and I feel like sometimes it happens where we do cross paths and we're in different sides of the spectrum Mm -hmm. and I think one or the other of us will just be short yes and you can maybe for a couple seconds like you do you're like oh my god is she mad at me but then it's like you have that time you remember like what are you talking about we've been doing this for seven years like she's just not in the and because when you live with your best friend you guys are going to see each other when you didn't make plans to see each other or when you might not want to see anyone exactly so yeah it's funny it's gotten to the point now where like you could be bringing in groceries and I can be walking upstairs to go to my bedroom and within like a greeting like both of us being high like just saying hi or something I'm like oh okay both of us being high (laughs) not like that um I can tell instantly from that like two second exchange like oh she's not in the mood to talk or oh she is in the mood to talk so like I feel like that's become a really helpful thing where we know how to read each other really well now but we also I think it's also really important that we can put those feelings aside if we know that the other person needs us for something. Like, when we knock on each other's doors and we might not totally be in the mood to interact, we still, like, give that person the time and the, like, um, attention that they may need. 
Yeah, because there are definitely times when I want to talk to her, I need something from you, but I'm like, I don't know if she's like in it. But if I, at any given time, like I know that if I open your door and, well, I would never open your door, but if I <laughs> knock on your door there. and you open it and slip out. <laughs> um, don't tell them. <laughs> it's um, really clean, I swear. And I have tears like streaming down my face, like whatever you're doing, you'll stop. It will and, drop immediately. Yes. That reminds me of Canada. Like, oh, yeah, just you had trouble. What happened in Canada? Well, Sydney was in Canada, not to flex. Um, <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> you were having trouble with your flight, right? Like it kept getting delayed and then it ended up getting being... canceled or something. Yeah. Or like it was like pushed back to like the next day or maybe in two days or something. And I just really at the time, like I wanted to be home so oh, yeah. bad. And I called Maddie, like, crying, not even asking for help. I don't know what happened. But basically, like, immediately, Maddie's family. Literally, she did have a – her brother does live in Canada. Yep. But her mother, her father, who are, aren't together, and her brother all were separately trying to find either a place I could stay or a new flight. And, like, they all, like, immediate – like, and I don't even think we had talked the – whole time i was in canada no and and not before that because like you weren't here at the house yeah like we hadn't like but it just immediately like anything they could do to help me and and that's another thing is i feel like our families aren't like besties and like whatever but our families do honor our our friendship for what it is oh absolutely yeah that's the thing where like my brother has met you what once one time yeah um and but all of my family knows like if sydney needs help we are going to do whatever we can because like maddie loves this person like a family member so we they just and i feel the same way with your parents like if something were to happen to me or with your brother like i can trust that i have this group of people behind me to support me yeah even though i might not be super close to them which is really really special it is so i knew that there was no way we would be able to pick like just one of our best memories so i just (laughs) want to talk about some of our favorite memories or best stories that we have together oh my god one of to get the ball rolling one of my favorite things that we did together in high school Mm -hmm. we used to walk to taco bell after school oh nearly every day almost every day and and we did we got baja blasts all the freezes. time the freezes specifically don't you hate when they give you yes. the um we would get those first not just after school that was a 24 <laughs> 7 we were always getting baja blast freezes it was bad um but we would go to talk about after school and maddie is an artist but she i really like the way she draws like not stick figures but like kind of like cartoons yeah <laughs> And we would just sit at Taco Bell and I would either like tell her what I what cartoon I wanted her to draw or she would come up with something and it would always be it was just so much fun because I would be like okay draw our math teacher as a woodland creature and then have me saying this and it would just be fun and silly it was so silly and one one thing I really liked you did this a couple times is you would there would be cartoons of like our arguments like yes like um uh i remember one time i was like kind of like annoyed with her we were just like bickering and i was in line and she was like drawing while i was in line and then when i got back oh that's lovely um when i got back she like showed me the drawing (laughs) and it was like a drawing of me like crossing my arms (laughs) and being pouty and like 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 saying something like sassy about Maddie and like Maddie just like rolling her eyes or something and that's another thing I think about our fights is like seeing Maddie accept my sass or like when I Mm -hmm. would be like short with you or or like bickery with you and then you would be like oh my god you hate me (laughs) like just you addressing it it was like oh how could I even be mad right yeah that was really helped and a lot of like just brief arguments oh i loved making those drawings me too and i still have all of them you do yeah she has so many of them i think oh gosh 
I loved, I got to go to New York for like six weeks for this program and Sydney got to visit me. Was it just for a weekend or? I think it was a week. Okay. Yeah. And it was so incredible. Just, I had been hyping her up the entire time to all of the people I was like staying with. And so they all knew like when Sydney was coming, it's going to be a big deal. And like, we like ran through Central Park together and just did all of these like crazy silly things and we were only like 16 so it was really exciting to be doing all these new york things and we were there alone and um i that's also one thing that's really nice about the fact that we've had all these different friend groups apart from each other is all of our friend groups we like separately will be like telling them oh my best friend maddie my best friend sydney and we hype each other up and then we're like you have to meet them and then usually if they've been good friends they understand the assignment and like they're like i understand like that you are awesome absolutely sydney slash maddie is awesome and that's really fun it's it's nice because when I like step into a friend group that of mm. yours, I feel really loved, and I see all all that that you love about me. Yeah, and then it's also nice like when you come into mine because I get to like show you off. And, yes, and everyone sees everyone sees how special our friendship is. Yeah, absolutely. I really like all of the times we've traveled together. We've been very fortunate to be able to travel together yes. a lot. Uh, I really liked, we went to Puerto Rico for spring break, and we went with Maddie's um, dad and sister, Mm -hmm. and so her sister was younger at the time, and so her dad and sister were doing things together, like, all the time. (laughs) He did not care about what we were up to. And we uh, we were, like, 15, (laughs) and he would just kind of, he even got us, like, it wasn't our own room, but it was, like, connected to to their, it was basically our own hotel room. And he just left with your sister and left some money on the table. And everything is so cheap in Puerto Rico. Oh, yeah. And then we would just go out in Puerto Rico and do whatever. Yes, into the city. We, like, we went to dinner. We went- Yeah, we would, like, have – and we, we were 15, but in Puerto Rico, the drinking age is 18. And they're not – They're not checking. And, and we weren't even trying to be – like mis- mischievous no like, they would just be like do you and do you want a glass of wine and we'd be like what the hell was that accent <laughs> and and we would be like uh yeah but then we'd always feel so guilty yeah, yeah we did <laughs> and we just had the best time yes. just in the streets of puerto rico petting the stray cats oh oh my gosh another thing there's this place in louisville called big rock um where there's like a little creek there's a big rock that's what it is yeah there's literally a big rock and so there's Uh, jack harlow mentions it in one of his songs yeah we met his brother so and him or have you met him Mm -mm. oh well too bad (laughs) um but there's one time it got like it rained super hard the day before and it was during the summer and we were like oh my god let's take your dad's rafts and like try and float down the creek and it totally didn't work but it was so much fun oh my god i completely (laughs) forgot about that i love that memory that was such a good time no and we totally could have popped one of those things it is a super shallow creek like you can stand in it and we were we were trying to like float in them and we 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 kept pushing (laughs) we did that was a really good time this is a really old memory that i i remember it's not even a good story at all. But we, uh, we, it was when I lived near Big Rock and mm-hmm. we, like, it was after school and we rode our bikes. Like, you rode your bike from your house and I rode my bike from my house to Cherokee and we met in the middle oh, and yes. rode bikes together. Oh, I miss riding bikes. I really wish that we had bikes because I think we would be on those motherfuckers all the time except for that it's so hilly that we would die that's so that's so true getting back up here would be hell i'm yeah we what are some of our worst memories together oh gosh um do you have one um i mean i guess just that time 
that we snuck into her boyfriend's house. Oh my god! And oh my god. we we it was terrible. I like literally watched them make out, <laughs> and I was just in there. It was no one else was there. It was just me and them. And then like we fell asleep, and it was a day when it was a weekday, but we didn't have school for whatever reason. Yep. And um, his dad apparently didn't know that we didn't have school. So he came downstairs to wake his son up. Yes. And um, <laughs> he, they were laying in the bed. I was laying on the floor. So sorry. And they, like, he shook what he thought was his son awake, but it was actually Maddie. <laughs> but Maddie was smart. And she immediately just tried to pretend to be taught. Or- <laughs> <coughs> Uh, him the, the guy the guy um and um and at first the his dad didn't even realize no he totally fell for i was like oh my gosh dad sorry i just wanted to sleep down here and, and then-, then he woke up the boyfriend and he did not understand the assignment and it exposed everything and then his dad was like who are you <laughs> And that woke me up. And so we were just immediately like, okay, we have to get the hell out of here. So we just, like, ran out of his window. I guess we just didn't want, like, I don't know. We just didn't want to deal with any more confrontation. I I don't like angry parents. No, and I didn't want my parents to know where we were. And so I was like, best thing to do is book it. And But we left. It would have been, like, 6 a.m. And it was still dark everywhere. And, um... It, things weren't open and we were on the street and it was like a suburban place so like the street that we got to the main road was like not a highway like an expressway like what a real highway is if you guys know the difference you can google it you know what i mean how highways yes. are okay so we're like there's nothing in sight and we had to walk and it was like rainy like it wasn't pouring rain but it was like uncomfortable uncomfortable and we had to just walk and walk and walk for like an hour and then we had to wait until the panera that yes. was um, there to open up so we could, like, have something to eat. And the worst part of it all was that Maddie was covered from, like, chin down with hickeys. Like, I mean, like, it covered, like, dark brown. I've changed and, so much, I swear. And, and we weren't wearing, like, real clothes. <laughs> like, like we were, we were covered up. But it, it looked, like, shabby. Yeah. And it was the rain. And so we probably just looked like a mess the people of panera were probably so concerned for our well so worried oh my god yeah because also just the events that happened leading up to that drained the life out of us and so by the time we got there we just looked like shells of people yes basically we were very disheveled i feel like we could probably go on for hours and maybe we will maybe we will go on for hours and we can talk more about anything yeah um Leave your questions in the yeah, comments your, below. Leave your questions, everybody. <laughs> um, uh, I guess, so, yeah. So, if you want a solid friendship, you need to treat it the same way you treat your romantic relationships. Yeah. And, I mean, you just got to figure out what's important to you. If, if that's not important to you, that's totally okay. I think I'm... I'm not as focused on romance in my life, and I feel like you are, to a certain extent, not as focused. So this is something that's really special to me. Absolutely. And I feel like we're, we're like, as, like, marriage is going out of fashion, this could be, like, a thing. Like, your partner in life could be a friend. Oh, yeah. And, like, I would be totally okay with that. Oh, yeah. I would – I mean, I've already loved the seven-plus years we've spent together, so – I feel like oh yeah and no you finish your sentence no I was just gonna say I feel like everything we've made it through now there's nothing that could happen that I wouldn't want to like spend the rest of my and I feel like to a certain degree no matter where we end up with our romantic relationships your relationship is going to be one of the most important if not the most important relationship for the rest of my life yes and if my partner didn't understand that then I couldn't be with them yes 
Um, but uh, one last thought to end on is that I remember growing up, I used to never understand how people could decide to get married. Like, how could you know mm-hmm. that you would want to spend the rest of your life with this one person? And I remember thinking, like, probably, like, one or two years into our friendship, like, being best friends with Maddie makes me understand oh. how people can do that. And, like, if you could only have one friend or one best friend, like, I would, like, and that's how it, life worked, yeah. I would be able to confidently say. Oh. And I'm a very indecisive person, especially when it comes to forever. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. But anyways, um, <laughs> I love you. I love you. Aww. Oh, uh, my God. We just hugged for the audio listeners. Um, but, yeah, thank you for joining me. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for and having me. I'm going to have to have Maddie back on real soon. Hell yeah. Thanks for getting busy being born with me. Bye. Bye. boys don't start. You're rambling round. On this road of sin. Or you're sorrow bound. Take my advice. Or you'll curse the day. You started rolling down